0: And welcome back to the 3B's podcast and today we are very freaking excited. We got a very special, special guest, um, Andy Davis. The Andy Davis. Yes. Um, this this is huge, boys. This is it. This is the day. We got Nick
1: here for the first time. What's boys? Andy Davis for the first time. What a fucking day, man.
0: Very excited. Um, Adam's here, too. Yep, Adam be Kirby, cameraman today. He's he gonna be, yeah, be the
1: cameraman um, making you some content. Pretty post, stoked! Pretty Hell stoked, yeah, pretty Hell stoked yeah. about
0: that. Okay. So, right. for those of you who don't know, we'll be doing this interview with Andy Davis. He's a local country artist. Um, he's huge in PA. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, he's massive. He's straight out of Mount Pleasant, which is
1: real close to us. And he's gotten awards, Josie awards. He's 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 becoming a big shot and we get to have him on our podcast
0: yeah very excited can't thank him enough um we are here at the hostetter Hostetter club yes uh they're so kind to have
1: us come out here and let us have a place to talk to andy he's a member of the club so he should be comfortable here to come hang out with us and uh Just because they let us come here, I had a little something I wanted to say for Hostetter. Uh, There's a homeless veterans poker run coming up here on Saturday, July twenty second, and it really just helps uh, the wounded warriors and the homeless veterans. uh, The first stops in Donegal, they they do it all day. It's it's fun. The the couple is twenty dollars. Doors open at ten thirty. It's fifteen bucks for a single rider. It, it's a good time for a good cause and you know and there's a annual spaghetti dinner dinner as well at Hostetter Club here on Sunday June 4th and uh it's only 7 bucks to eat so get a free meal and hang out and there's some bands going on as well here so stick around Hostetter there's a lot of stuff going on
0: yeah guys go uh go donate some money cuz without without this club without our veterans we wouldn't be able to do this so we can't thank everyone enough for that. And uh, we're we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have uh, Andy on here soon. Hell yeah. Let's get it. All righty. Andy Davis, we appreciate you so much coming on here. Um, I know all of our fans are looking forward to it. Um, before we start, we did want to get you a little gift because to show our appreciation. Uh oh. We got a little something for uh, your wife. Some leggings. My
1: mom works at Leggings Park. Okay. A couple of different things in there, but we got the real stuff for you, man. Dude, she you just made her day. That's Guaranteed. good. I hope so. I'm I, speaking that's people. the plan. I almost ruined everything right there. You just or, made my day. I, I hope it. <laughs> yes, sir. Bottle Jack. Old bottle jack. You, you know
2: a way to an old boy's heart, don't you? <laughs> yes, thank you, guys.
1: Appreciate that.
2: No, we thank a you a lot. I appreciate
1: you. you. Too bad the bad bag broke
2: on you, but uh, trust me, the bag is <laughs> we ain't worried about the bag. <laughs> It's about the contents, not the packaging. Thank you guys. I can't say nobody's ever done that for me, so thanks. We
1: definitely wanted to thank you for just showing up. You didn't have to. What days you
2: do this podcast? I can be back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We do try to do it once a week. So I mean, we're just trying to stay consistent with it and grow and be bigger and just have a good audience.
2: Yeah. That's uh that's definitely um that helps there too. Um the, you want to put out content as much as you can but you also don't want to put out so much content that you're like strapping yourself down that's yeah. just yeah. speaking from experience yeah. you know what I mean yep
0: um so we wanted to start by like where you grew up how it all started your your childhood um maybe you could explain a little about just basically how you
2: grew up so um I'm adopted um not everybody knows that but I don't I, not, i've been in mount pleasant since i was two days old um i was born in harrisburg um i do uh i have i think i met i talked to my birth mother first i was probably 19 oh okay. um have a relationship with her she's super cool um she did probably the greatest thing any human could uh she chose not to kill me before i had a chance <laughs> yeah yeah um and she has also given me an opportunity in life that i don't think uh, i would have ever had Um, growing up um, she was in georgia uh, so i would have been another georgia country singer just what the world needs Uh, no offense love (laughs) you georgia people um she i think she lives in alabama now um i haven't seen her since last year in tennessee she came out for the Josie awards um, I'd love to see her more often, but you know, uh, the decision she made to, um, she couldn't afford to have me at the time and she gave me life. So trust me when I tell you, I appreciate that, uh, in a way that like, I don't know that everybody gets to, cause I, I like, I literally could have just not been here. Um, so moved to Mount Pleasant at two days old, um, grew up, um, in Mount Pleasant Township for the first, I think like seven or eight years of my life. And then moved to town, and I'm still a resident of Mount Pleasant Borough. Um, obviously, I travel a lot for what we what I do with uh, not only music but fishing. Um, I can't uh, I, I can't say there's a thing on this planet that I would trade from growing up in Mount Pleasant. Like I, I love it. I I literally breathe this area. Um, I'm probably more passionate about it than some. Like yeah. It, it's I don't, I don't know if you guys have tried to leave or not, but it's not easy.
0: No, um, it have, is not,
2: it's, it's it's there's nothing like this. this and I home. don't know, like it's hell too. at the same time, like yeah, exactly. this area. And we'll probably get more into that. Like I've said that this area kills dreams and I can explain on that a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, like you can't get away because it's we got everything here. We got four seasons. We got mountains. We got rivers. We got uh, semi decent people um every yes. now and then <laughs> semi-decent, semi-decent it's a people good way to put it i have met er, i have met people in other areas that i'm like wow you guys are just happy like what's that about <laughs> yeah why are you guys always smiling yeah. it's, it's weird stop be angry <laughs> like, for, sure. for <gasps> sure um yeah i went to mount pleasant high school graduated in 08 um 33 years old so I'll, I'll date myself without anybody trying to do the math <laughs> um i uh i can't say uh, Oh, did, did you guys all go to Mount Pleasant? Where did you go to school? No, I no. went to Hemfield. 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 All, all of you? Yes, sir. What about you back there? Oh, yeah, Hemfield. Hemfield, geez. I think two of my cousins graduated from Hemfield, pretty sure. Um, so I don't know what it was like in Hemfield, but in Mount Pleasant, it was uh, – you knew everybody. Like, I knew every single person I graduated with. I knew pretty much every single person in the grade in front of me and behind, and, you know, we all intermingled because the school is – you know, there's an there's the area called the Rotunda – and like everybody passes through there during change of class. So, you know, everybody over time, um, I, I, well, I wouldn't trade it for the world, honestly, because yeah. y, y, you look and, you know, your neighbor, it, it, you that's know,
1: awesome. yeah. just knowing the people around you. Yeah. And everything
2: like that. You know, everybody that's, you know, I don't want to go too far into this, but like you go to a bigger city school and like you don't even know people in your own grade. Right. And yeah. when all these bad things are happening in the world, you're like, wow, I wonder if they even knew each other. Because yeah, they're in yeah. classes with thousands of people. I knew every single person that I went to school with probably within two years each way. At least I have seen their face. Like I knew what they look like and not saying I talked to everybody. I actually talked a lot less in high school. But um, it it also formed me into who I am. Um, the education that you get here I think is really – um now this matters to me because I have a, um 11-month-old daughter, and we're trying to figure out if this is like where – <laughs> where she's going to grow up um knowing everybody gives you i think a different level of communication towards people because you know how to function with other people you're yeah. always talking to people and everybody gets the same thing you're going through because i think i don't care if you got money and you live here or you don't have money and you live here this area is this area it's going to be the same kind of walk same kind of experience i think for everybody um because there's just no real uh there's no special treatment for anybody yeah. i don't think everybody yeah. gets the same thing yeah. See, So
0: i think hemfield is is was different that way like rich was rich they did their own thing and like the poor just did their own thing right so that that is something different um but no that's cool yeah knowing i mean i knew everybody i didn't can't say I've i've talked to everybody but
2: It was cool to have friends with money too, right? Like their families have money. You're like, man, I got nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they have the best parties too. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, my parents are very hardworking, so.
2: You won't meet, um, uh, I won't say you won't, but it's very rare that you meet what I would call generational wealth here where those kids are just so different because like they don't know what struggle is. Right. Most of the time you meet, somebody you know anybody you guys grew up with i know a lot of people that i grew up with families had great businesses and have um you know build it from the ground up like they understand to respect what they have in areas even you know an hour north of here where they're you know ceo of blah 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 like they're just spoiled and they don't i can't relate you know it makes me it makes it hard to stand in the same room like I've never really talked to any of you guys. I'll sit and you know I can talk with you because I know that our walk wasn't that much different. Yeah. Um absolutely. unless any are you one of you rich? And I don't know no, about sir. No,
0: sir. <laughs> no, no, sir. Like I'm
2: pissing somebody off already. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: no. No. Um, so it sounds like a, a pretty cool uh childhood. Um
2: I I got to do a lot of things. So I guess before we leave this. Um, I was a pro am snowboarder for seven years. Oh, and wow, when I tell people some of this stuff, that's the reaction I get. They're like, how do you do all this stuff? Um, I'm super blessed. I've been multi-talented um, my as long as I can remember. I could always just pick something up, and I can learn to do it really fast. Uh, I spent seven years riding for a company called Tech Nine. Um, which was the most gangster brand in snowboarding too, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, country singer and get my, my rep always like, you should just wear a Cowie hat and be done with it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. You know, at, at, the, at the time, and not really knowing where my music career was going to take me, um, I traveled all over the place and met so many great people through snowboarding and snowboarding Actually, And the reason I'm talking about this is because I think like, if you truly want to know me, snowboarding helped shape me a lot because everybody and you will not find this in music in this area not even in the even in this region everyone in snowboarding had each other's back if somebody was trying to do a trick everyone was rooting for you when you got it everybody was excited yeah you know everyone's freaking out that's cool every it was a built-in support structure yeah which really helps you morally and really helps you with like I can do this. Like you teach yourself to push you, you know, push your mind further than what you think you can just because everyone's got your back. Um I think that is what drives me to do a lot of what I'm doing now because I just believe in it. I know I can do it and I don't, I definitely don't have that same support structure. Cause like, I don't think it exists outside of that. Yeah. Uh, we were also all broke. Uh, you know, we, none of us had any money and yeah. we were like, you know, trying to win a contest on the weekend for a thousand bucks so we could buy beer and do whatever, <laughs> Yeah, get somebody to buy us beer, you know, like right. whatever it was right. at the time, you know, yeah. um, that, that type of thing really helps moving forward, you know, in what I'm doing. Cause, uh, you have to, you really got to, be dedicated to this and it's, it's tough it's really hard at sometimes you know yeah so yeah, for sure. so went from snowboarding to um driving truck like i'm like well this is what i'm gonna do then got an opportunity in radio uh and then the ball just rolled and it's still rolling it's crazy yeah. and it's a hundred miles an hour all the time and it's honestly it's a blessing like it, it makes me you know it makes my chest so tight that i can't talk sometimes with stress but at the same time like if I didn't have it, I don't know what the heck I'd be doing.
0: Did you did you ever see a music career when you were younger, uh, teenage, early twenties?
2: Well, early twenties, I was in it. Um, we you know we were doing acoustic shows and like I realized that I was able to write songs and uh, can't couldn't really play guitar. Still can't really play guitar. Um, i can you know get by on a couple songs but like i'm not i I got i always tell people i got guys for that because i have the best i have literally some of the most talented people they are definitely the most talented people in southwestern pa yeah Uh, these are some of the top guys like just around period and they're dedicated to what they do they put a lot of time in and um i think i think to answer that no i didn't when i was young all i cared about was snowboarding man i thought that's what i was gonna do you know i was you know this close to getting a pro model i thought in my mind i'm like if i can just push it a little bit further i can make it happen and um with everybody believing in you you have no reason to doubt that you know what i mean but uh, i don't know and then all of a sudden there was no money and then you get older you're like yeah i got bills so I can't really just be snowboarding 200 days a year and not making money. And we started playing, you know, acoustic shows. And I started DJing, uh, doing karaoke and, like, you know, bar stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's money. Like, then you have yeah, money. And you're yeah. like, okay, I'm making a, making a decent amount of money every week. Maybe I should look into this a little bit more. And then, like, opportunities just started happening from talking to people, man. I, like, if, if you're listening to this right now and, like, you have something you want to do, start talking to people do not be quiet and don't be scared to ask somebody a question don't be scared to uh fall on your face cuz i mean like like i said about radio i've been fired from radio twice and if you haven't been fired from radio then you're not that good at it <laughs> you know <laughs> so like it's okay to fall flat on your face i've rebuilt my band a couple times now i've went through different projects i've done um i am the i am the self-proclaimed king of doing things that people say i can't do I love when people don't believe in me. I love when they say I can't do it. I'm 100 miles an hour at whatever you told me I couldn't do just because I want to be right, honestly. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, like I want to prove that I'm, I can do that. And when you've been a pro-am snowboarder, an on-air DJ, a truck driver, a uh, club DJ, a musician, um, a, now a fishing guide, all these things, why not? Yeah. What, what stops you from doing it?
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's how this podcast started. Just, I mean, me myself for the past, I'd say three years, just wanted to start a podcast. And I talked to these guys, and like it just happened. We're like, screw it, you know. The worst that's gonna come out of it is we we get together once a week. We we drink some beer and we have fun.
2: See, don't look at it that way, though. Don't look at it as the worst that's gonna come out of it. Look at it as the best all the time. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this? How can we push it? what can we what can we do to start generating money because it you know if you have a dream of wanting to leave what everyday job is then yeah, you obviously sure, have to make money and you got to you know make sure everybody's making money yeah and next thing you know you're running a business and then you're a business owner and then everyone's like oh yeah you you got all the money in the world because that's what's coming next i'll tell you that right now <laughs> yeah. every you own a business everyone thinks you got it figured out i'm like yeah I'm a, <laughs> The the power company called me on the way here to tell me my bill wasn't paid you know yeah not because i can't pay it because i forget because i'm doing my stuff all the time you know that's uh yeah it's all in what you want it to be 100 percent of the time no matter what it is i don't care if you want to like if you if you're like hey i want to sell boots okay i'm going to make boots and that's what i'm going to do i'd be like dude how are we doing it and i don't know if you want to sell boots but i'm going to gauge immediately where your level is you know like how committed to that you are and then you're like dude i'm selling scissors Okay, I'd be like, there's a lot of scissor companies out there, but uh, what, why are your scissors better than, you know, the next guy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You want to cut grass? Well, we got to get you some tractors, you know? Right, right. It's, it's, it doesn't matter what business is. That's the point of that. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you want to make straws. Yeah. Why is, well, why is somebody buying your straw? And then if, if you tell me that, I'm going to be like, oh, that's great. Here's how you can do that. I'll give you my thought and then that'll prompt you for another thought and then we're going to hash that out and then next thing you know you got this idea rolling and if you go home and you sleep on it you wake up and you don't feel like you want to do it anymore that's the time to quit cuz it needs like whatever you do if this if if it is the podcast you have to 100% just wake up and that's what you got to think about you got to think what am i doing today to make this better how am i getting it out to more people how am i going to get people to come to it how am i going to get people to advertise what do you got to do you yeah, know yeah yeah I, I've thought of everything. Sorry, that was 100 miles an hour toward no, that no, too. No, no, I've, you I've thought of
0: everything. Trust me. I, I mean, that's what every day we're texting each other back and forth. What topics to talk about, you know, what segments can we do? So, I mean, that's a great speech you had there. Absolutely. We're always looking for insight. Anything that can help
2: us I'd is be, always great. Anything I can do to help you guys, I will. Well, we appreciate it, man.
0: I mean, you just coming on, I mean – not just for our fans, but me personally, I just wanted to get to know you. I, when I went to your farm show last week, I had a blast. You played great music. Your band was awesome. Um, And, yeah, I thought you were the coolest dude ever, and we, we had to sit down and talk. Didn't well, actually you. expect you to come on, but you were super cool enough to fit us in your super busy schedule.
2: I have learned in – um and my wife knows this like i said you were talking to my wife on facebook and you probably thought it was me but she talk she does all the communication for me so i can go do the actual stuff yeah but if she's like hey here you got to be here that's where i'm going to be i will never turn down unless i literally can't do it or somebody's like hey we want to talk about you know like something that's way out of my league or something i don't want to talk about um like, if somebody calls and, like, hey, we want to talk about golf balls for, like, the next, you know, hour, would you be interested? I'd be like, hey, I love golf. I was on the golf team in high school, but I, I don't have an hour to talk about golf balls. Yeah, that's fair. When she said, you know, what you guys were doing, and I knew that you had just been at the show, I'm in. Because here's the truth. You guys might know a bunch of people that I don't know, that don't know about my music. So, while I would be stupid not to do that and possibly give myself exposure to other people. Right. And – I know what it takes also to try to set up an interview. So yeah. if you contact somebody, you're like, man, we could, really, we could really use this. Hopefully they say yes. I've been told no by – I'm not even going to name who they – like. there's <laughs> one that really pisses me off that they didn't want to do the interview, and it was – not. <laughs> uh, well, that's for another time. <laughs> um, the, it still bothers me that they didn't want to do the interview for the reason they didn't want to do the interview. And I really could have used it because it could have helped me get through an hour of the show um, one of the shows I was doing on air by myself, it would have, it would have just helped me so much. And it would have given me that, you know, given me that hour that I didn't have. And then I had to like wing my way through the hour and I hate that. So,
0: yeah.
2: um, don't be scared to reach out to people, man. Cause if they're like me, they're going to absolutely, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. why I was like, you know what, I just, I'll send it. Who cares? I'll just send it.
2: And if I get a podcast going, which I, I know I'm doing one, which is a fishing one. And, um, do you guys fish? Yeah, well, mm. for the most he, part, there's yeah. an opportunity yep, he's there. He's
1: a big fisherman right here. He's oh, a big cats one. and carp.
2: Uh, mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <Kind of>. <laughs> <laughs> you and my cousin Alex would get along very well. He's, <laughs> uh, he's like the carp man. He t- well, he I hadn't been carp fishing since I was probably like, I don't know, 15, maybe, even younger. And he talked me into going last year, last summer with him. Mm. The first fish I hooked was 18 pounds. Damn. It was awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, Damn. okay, this was cool. I'll never leave the river. <laughs> like it's just not me. Right. But um that that's awesome. When you um w- when you <laughs> want to do something with anybody, ask. And most of the time you're gonna find people like me won't turn you down for any reason. Like yeah. I- I'm cool with talking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: And like I said, I we we literally can't thank you enough for doing this. And when we were at the show, I mean, someone threw that out there and it was like, Oh, that's a great fucking idea. Like, why not? Absolutely, yeah. We weren't
1: expecting it for sure, but uh we had a hell of a time at the show and we're we seen it how you were
2: talking to everybody and we just he might actually do it. So farm show for me is the the most fun show uh of the year and it's this is Um, it's, it's, it's all hosted by us. Obviously, uh, my my team and, uh, Jason pav we call him pav who owns the farm. Um, we put that together for the first time during COVID. Um, we were only allowed to have 250 people and it ended up being like the right number. So this year we oversold it. Um, obviously you've seen the farm. You could put 50,000 people there in the fields, but we wanted it to be personal
0: that's that's that was the coolest part about it like for a for a fan coming it was a super cheap uh basically concert show um bring your own beer you could bring your own food i mean there was food there it was delicious had it um it was just shout about, out to tony his bottle yeah. was the, so the deal man. God. man so good it was i don't know all together it was like just such a vibe and like you could tell it's just a bunch of small town people just mm-hmm. getting together for a great show, and I mean, you played awesome.
2: And I talk, I talk a lot more um, at a at farm show, b at release parties because I was also we're also pushing our new record, which is the river, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Um, also, if you're still into hard copies of CDs, you can get them at our show. Um, when you do a release party, you are. Trying to let everybody know the stories behind the songs. Like you actually get to talk about it. Because 97% of the time at a show, I don't have time to talk about the song. Yeah. And then people come up to you and they're like, hey, what was that song? Now, you probably remember most of the songs that I did at the show yes. because I told you the story about how it came about prior yeah. to that happening. And it, that to me is the coolest part of music. Yeah. That's why I love Farm Show yeah um farm show is like that even not on a a record release year like we're always just we're chilling with you guys that's the point of it yeah we're hanging out at a farm and we're obviously giving you a hundred mile an hour show during it but yeah name me one show you've ever been to that has bonfires no because you can't do it it's very hard and challenging to do what you know what the team does to set up for the show it takes an entire week and then it takes two days after usually two to three days after to clean up right but it, it's all worth it for like you guys come out and have a blast. And you're like, that was the coolest show I think I've it's, seen. Yeah. So now you have a good memory of my show. You probably come to more. Definitely. Absolutely. And it, there's, there's room for you to come back next year. You're going to want to come to that again. And you're going to want to tell your friends and they're going to be like, Oh, that sounds fun. And they go and they're like, Holy shit, this is crazy. And we keep growing it, but we like, there is a number that we're reaching for. We, we didn't, we don't shoot for it. Like we have an idea where we think, okay, that's enough for farm show. At least I do. I mean, some of the guys are like, oh oh, five thousand people be great. I'm like, how are you covering five thousand people with fires? Then it's just a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, as it gets bigger and the demand grows for it, you you kind of raise the price, and then the people that really want to be there will be there. Yeah. Um, and then like we do shows, obviously, like at um fairs and festivals where there there's not a ticket people are like oh you're playing for free no <laughs> the fair and festival is paying us yeah. and you get to attend it for free but farm show i can't because i have to pay for it, it comes out of our pocket yeah. so to make all that happen the stages have to get there rent the stage rent the bathrooms um pay the pay Pat for his time like he's got to run the tractor to put all the wood chips down the fire pits to cut the wood. There's a lot of time involved yeah. in actually setting that up, and it's uh, just putting the fence up. I think we were there for,
0: and I legit yeah, yeah,
2: help yeah. with all this stuff too. And you will not That's find cool. many artists, and no, I, no. I, yes. I don't care. Yeah. I'll call them all out on their shit immediately. They don't work. All these country guys tell you how hard they work. <laughs> I can tell you who does because I've met them, I've talked to them, and you can tell in about six seconds if you're talking to somebody's real or fake. Yeah. Some of them pretty boys do not do any work. Yeah. You can put a pair of Carhartt pants on in a dirty hat and call yourself country every day of the week. But the real guys in you can tell in their music too, who is actually out there doing exactly what they say. I do exactly what I say. And I mean, I I will talk to every single person. If you spent your money or spent your time to come and see me, then I'm not better than you at all. And I appreciate you. And I want to get to know you. I want to know what got you there. I want to know what, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, and what I can do to, do, you know, can I be better? Could I – rarely do people actually give me that information. Some do, and they're just being – Yeah, it's never real information. It's yeah. like a, yeah. jealousy or some stupid shit that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Um, But I always want feedback, and that's how I get it because I just yep. want to keep being better, and I want to help, you know, make sure people are passionate about what they're doing, you yeah.
0: know? Well, and the, the coolest part about that farm show was you coming out at the end and just talking to everybody – you you'd never see that with, oh, no. with anything, really. Um, so
2: like I said, Dude, was... last year we were there till the sun came up. No <laughs> shit. Like we God. watched the sun come. I was I had to go home the other night. I had to, I'm like, <laughs> I got to go. Uh, somebody had moonshine. It was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it got crazy. Um, but last year we legitimately watched. This was the fourth farm show. So I started saying that during COVID we started it. And then we did that in the fall. We immediately did another farm show in the spring. Um, cause we were like, we got to do that again. And just kind of thought it wasn't going to be a thing. And then every time I talk on social media, farm show, question mark, I'm like, why is everybody obsessed with the show? <laughs> and it, this was the fourth one. We oversold the show and it was amazing. Yeah, it was a blast. I would do it again in the fall if I thought it, it would be. And I believe me, there are people that want to do it again in the fall. I just don't know if it's, I want to make sure it stays special. You don't want to overdo something. And yeah. I don't know if twice in a year is overdoing anything, but um we might do something else in the fall we have another idea we've been babysitting for a while Oh, awesome. any this any would be really I cool too. you <laughs> do
0: anything i'm there it was a blast and i will support you as much as i can it was a lot of fun and i mean we support local businesses let's support local artists I, and i can't even say you're local you've you've done big shows you've you've Go on to Tennessee. You've done all that. We're so. going
2: back to Nashville in um, October. We'll be back at the Opry. Um, awesome. I don't know if we're playing the Opry, but I'm I'm very – there would. <laughs> <There's some wood. laughs> I'm hopeful we might get the opportunity to play at the Opry this year. That would be that badass. That would be awesome. You can, you can definitely know if that happens at that moment in time. I am living a dream because I got to um, walk into the circle last year um, when I won entertainer of the year at the josies um there's not, and I got to do it with my daughter, um which oh, was wow, that's cool it it might have lasted a minute, two minutes. it felt like three years, like everything the room slowed down. I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what's going on right now. This is insane, yeah. I'm like, this is the Opry. Like, yeah. what the hell is happening? You know, how do you get from Mount Pleasant to there?
0: <laughs> well deserved.
2: Well deserved. It. Uh, well, it thank is. you. It, it just it. You have moments um, doing this where I've opened for like Morgan Wallen, who at the time I never saw him being as big as he is, and I think a lot of the controversy made him who he is too. But yeah, um, right. some of these guys that I've got to open with, and some of the people like I interviewed Tim McGraw and Faith Hill on the phone at the same time. Oh wow. <laughs> That's insane. That's cool. I'm like, what? Like, you just don't, you don't realize what's going on. And then, like, after it happens, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> and then yeah. you got about 30 seconds to, like, digest it because you got to move on. Like, something else is going on, you know. Yeah. Um, To get to walk on that stage, there's no more humbling experience, especially from a country artist standpoint. That's just insane. Yeah. And I get, I think the number one question I get all the time, well, how come you haven't made it? I have made it, okay? In my mind, I've made it. The only thing I don't have is a bus. If I have a bus and you see me (laughs) rolling down the road in the bus, then you go, he's exactly where he wanted to be. I have no desire to be a Kenny Chesney type of person um, not to bring Luke Combs up, since you look like him. Maybe we should just have him open next time, and we'll just That's say awesome. we got Luke Combs. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like Luke Combs is They're at like, farm show. Okay. I can't sing like him. <laughs> well, we can. We can make that. Out. We can. We can make some, <laughs> press some buttons. Yeah. We'll make a thing. Um, there's there there there's a there's a different version of making it for everybody. You know what? I my version of making it is it's selling out a farm show. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are people that paid money to come and see my songs. I don't care if it's six people or sixty thousand people. Somebody paid money to come and listen to me, sing and and entertain you for however long you played. I think uh, I think we played one hundred and twenty minutes. yeah it was it was yeah, that was the thing long that show surprised
0: too. me was it was a long show.
2: I, we actually cut songs that night from set list. I had a huge plan, and then I start I'm like, my voice is starting to get a little <laughs> uh, rough after drinking the whole time with you guys. and yeah. um. It, it like, I don't know. I don't know how you say somebody can make it. Everybody's got a different version of that and making it for me. I, I stood on stage at the Grand Old Opry. That's a pretty big deal to me. Oh, that's um, making it is seeing my daughter look back at me on stage and smile. And she doesn't even know what's going on. She just knows something cool's <laughs> happening. Like that's making it. Yeah. So when people ask me, oh, well, why haven't you made it? Well, I'm, the, the version of making it that I believe you're referring to, um would be to be at a Kenny Chesney Luke Combs level.
0: <laughs> well, I, we're I, running up on 30. Already we're back
2: where were we before. So I was talking about making it. Yes. If if you've if you have your own version of making it then maybe this is making it for you guys maybe you're doing what exactly what you wanted to do right now yeah. you know yeah and there are moments especially with what I've done in like um I have ways of checking myself like sometimes I've I've honest to shit have done things I didn't believe were happening I'm like this has to be a dream because there's no way I landed myself in this position yeah I have ways of like I forget what that movie is where he spins the top and he can tell if uh Things are real. Can't say I've uh, ever seen it. Somebody out there listening is like, "Oh, it's <laughs> that movie." I, I, I don't know what the movie is. I just can't remember what it's called. I just watched. It. He so, spins the top to know if he's like yeah, it's actually not, in reality. It's not a movie about dreams. Yeah. Dang know. it. Oh. I'm gonna like, Google that, but he um <laughs> he spins the top to know if he legit is actually doing what's happening. I have ways of keeping myself in check because sometimes I'm like, "There's no way." grand old hoppery one of those moments yeah. i'm like yeah okay that, that's my tattoo so that's that's me Like <laughs> those are my boxers those are me too okay that's you good. know it's that's it yeah. yes so he there's like a check and balance system yeah. to find out what's going on and I, i've done the same thing because i don't believe it sometimes and i think those moments are like you see them in pictures obviously like you look back at stuff and you're like that's crazy how did that actually happen and then you start this like weird internal fire where you're like i have to do that more yeah (laughs) then you become obsessed with it and like i have a real bad problem with being obsessive with things because i want them to be right and it's not because like you know i'm a, a freak in nature or something i just i take pride in what i do and I also have a weird way of thinking too. I think – I think – I should not say I think again. (laughs) I'm looking at way down the road, and, like, um, I think Vic brought this up to me on Tuesday, I think, is when she said about doing the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So when she brought that up, I thought about everything that would happen today, and I moved on. So I already had – I already knew what was going on today prior to, you know – prior to even being here, I got an idea of what I was going to say or how we were going to do things. Uh, I did not see the drink in the, you know, in, in that vision, but um, I don't know. It's just a different way of thinking. And I think if you can really look far down the road at how to do something, then you already have a plan for it. Some people don't understand how I can already have a, a thought out um, statement on what I'm doing at the time, but I might've already thought about it. Yeah. I might've put 10 minutes of thought into it Three weeks ago, and I already figured out how it was going to work, and I had to move on because, like, if I don't keep moving, then what you saw at Farm Show or what you see on social media or at my shows, like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, You can't slow down. Like, every time I put – this is the craziest thing ever, and I can show you guys this picture. Um, Last year when I'm walking to the Opry stage with my daughter, there's an orb in the picture, okay? On the back of my freaking head, there's a red dot. I swear to God. Wow. Oh, I said, that's my whole fucking life right there. That's I thought crazy. on the back of my damn head. Pardon Jeez. my French. No. But uh, that's that's my life. That's how I live every day. I'm like, somebody is trying to you know mess with me. Somebody's trying to take me out. Somebody doesn't want me to be successful every single day. And I'm like, even at the biggest moment that I had had at that moment in time in my life, there was God to go, uh-huh. <laughs> that's cool. Right there, bud. But you're doing it. You know, like there's- there's like also that humble side of that where you're like, I did that. Yeah. Even with everybody hating what I'm doing, you know, and I'm not saying everybody hates, but there, trust me, there's a lot of people that don't like me yeah. because of the success that I've had with music. And they have no idea how many hours I don't sleep, how many um, times I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this, how many things my wife has sacrificed to be able to let me do what I'm doing, how much, you know, she's been with the baby all day as I was fishing this morning. And I'm here with you guys now. I was supposed to go back out. That's why we had to move the time. I was supposed to meet another guy this evening, and um, he actually canceled. So I'm going to have some time to actually just chill with him tonight, which is crazy. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it, man. When you're doing something big and you're doing something that, you know, might be stepping on people's toes or could be making a change, it's like you have a red dot on your head the whole time. Like you stick it uh, – what's that game? Whack-a-mole? Yeah. Moe comes up. And yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know? That's exactly – I'm like, oh, didn't give me that time. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's crazy, but that, that's making it, man. This, yeah. this is making it. Yeah. If, if you don't have this story, I don't care if you are Kenny Chesney. If you don't have the story to back it up, what, why'd you do it? Right. I want to get to the end. There's two ways you win as a man. Okay. You either win, you're the guy at the end of life with the most toys, which I'm not going to be that guy. I already <laughs> figured that out. Or you have the best stories, and they're real. I'm trying for that one. And yeah. I probably won't get it, but I'm gonna try. Hell yeah, that's you know?
0: that's the way to go. And tell your daughter those those stories, and yeah, that's
2: really cool. I can almost guarantee you that when she gets into school and she's doing, um, well, if we if we were to stay here, um, when she's in school and doing all these things, there's not going to be one person standing around her that say, "Hey, it's six months old. I was on stage at the Grand Old Opry. Yeah, yeah, because my daddy took me there." That's what I want to do. And, dude, I'm telling you, like, I wish everybody could do this with me. Like, I would love for you guys to walk up there and just be like, this is cool as shit. It obviously can't happen, but that's the type of person I am. I want everybody to enjoy this as much as I am because that's what what it's about. My reason for doing music and writing my songs is so I can see people relate to the song or smile and enjoy.
0: That's what I love so much about your lyrics. Like, (laughs) it really gets to me, like, uh, most of your songs really get to me, and I feel on a personal level. That's what I really love about your music, is the lyrics. Like, if people just listen, man,
2: it's it's stories, and they actually yeah. happen. Like, I live. I've had so many people ask me to like cut songs, and I I, I almost got close to cutting one of my buddies just because I thought the song was cool and it had nothing to do with the story, which is a good song. I don't want to write, or I don't want to put out something or put my voice on something because you will know the difference if I'm singing something that I've lived. Or if I'm just trying to dumb my way through. And I can tell that in a lot of artists too. Just because I've been around it so much. And like I understand songwriting um, I think a bit more than most. You can't write something from your heart if you've actually not done it. You could write a great song. You could write a great song. You could write a great song. Maybe you've walked real close to what I've done in life. And I can go, hey, I could change this just a little bit and it would make sense for me if you're okay with it but your walk may be totally different than mine. And I'm like, hey, it's a great song. It's just not, it's not something I can do. Yeah. No offense to you. I'm not trying to be, you know, that person. And like then people turn around and they're like, Oh, he's an arrogant prick. <laughs> he, he's the most egotistical person you've ever met. And I'm like, I didn't want to do it. Cause it wasn't me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like that. You, you got to stay true to what you do or, or you don't have that. You don't have what you just said. Yeah. And I have I have been blessed with being able to actually affect people's lives with what I've done. Um, and Ken, he got up on stage at Farm Show. Yeah, he has my yeah, tattoo. Yeah. You have no idea how much I've affected that guy. And I don't have enough time on this podcast to explain that to you. Ken is... Uh, Uh, people are like that's crazy as you your your face tattooed on his back i'm like i know i saw it's crazy (laughs) right but like do you know it's not just about it being me it's about the song it's about certain things that you'll never understand and i get him i get a whole lot of other people like there's been marriages that have been saved because they came to one of my shows like yeah just crazy stuff and you you don't really there's been proposals at my the biggest (laughs) moment people's live they're like we want to do a proposal tonight i'm like don't yeah. <laughs> don't do it here i don't want to be that i don't want to be responsible for that okay like you're gonna have the biggest moment in your life and like i could totally screw the song up like don't and that's what people want to do it's it's insane yeah.
0: but it it's... comes with
2: responsibility and i think about that too you know yeah. like when we put out the river i'm like i can't tell you how many hours me and Clinerv who produced the record sat there and uh, daniel blake also did some of the work on it um me and Clint sat there hours I mean there was I think Monday and Wednesday nights for four months and Clint did this in a crunch uh long story but it's like sun's coming up four in the morning like started at three in the afternoon just going and I'm like dude it's not right it's not right he's like you gotta stop like I become obsessed with every single aspect of creating the song words and, you know, I just always wanted to be better. I'm like, ah, oh, that, you know, this guitar could do this, the drums could do this. And like, yeah. y- you eventually have to get to a point where somebody looks at you and goes, you have to trust that person as a writer. And they're like, this is That's good. good. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, you're, you're just being ridiculous at this point. Yeah. And my bass player is actually, uh, this, if he listens to this, he, this may be the first time he, he hears this. He's the one that I know if it's right. I don't have to – he doesn't have much of an opinion. It, and when he is passionate about something, I know it's not wrong. I'm yeah. like, okay, he's got it, then it's good. Now, if he's like, I think we should do – I know we're not even close. Like, we're not <laughs> even in the right ballpark. And it, uh, it's nice to have that person to, oh, yeah. to kind of let you get the product out. Because, like, this could have been another three years before I put the river out. And there's no reason for that. I think now that I'm seeing, like, you know, people's feedback on it, it's really good. Um, but I don't, you know, I still will listen to it. I'll actually probably never personally listen to it again because I have to know the song so much from what's going on. I want everybody else to listen to it. And any artist that's like, hey, I listened to my album. They're lying to you. Okay. (laughs) Let me explain something to you. Every song on that album, they've listened to it at least 300 times, at least if not more, sometimes more than that. It's over and over and over and over. And I can tell you exactly how every single word is pronounced i can tell you why that word is there like yeah that's how in-depth they know the song so they don't listen to it after they once it's out it's for you guys but when you're creating it you have to you have to be obsessed in it or i don't think you get um i don't think you get the product the right the way it could be yeah um and artists that just go in and cut songs um people that aren't writers and there are a lot in nashville that don't actually write their own music they go in they cut the song they leave yeah. Because they have great vocals. That's great. Um, there's a lot of people that can sing me under the table. I don't care. I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Can I sing? I would hope so. I don't think I'd have made it this far without <laughs> yeah. being able to. Um, if not, somebody should have told me a long time ago, <laughs> you should stop this. They, um, they, they don't, they, not everyone's the same. Uh, Johnny Cash cannot sing. Johnny Cash can tell you a story like you never heard it before. Yeah. Absolutely. Merle Haggard could not sing dude could tell a story yeah that was country music right Tyler Childers, one of the weirdest voices you've ever heard weird as but you're so drawn to it because it is a story every single time every time Tyler is not the greatest singer I don't. I don't think he is no I mean I'm obsessed with him
0: because his songs are
2: so good I was like if anybody else sang them they wouldn't be good you know
0: yeah yeah for sure
2: now you get like Dan and Shay Shay Mooney Best vocalist, hands down, on the planet. Yeah, like makes you. I opened for Dan and Shay, okay, and I talked to Dan weekly. We had him on our radio show when I did the morning show, and Dan's from Pittsburgh, so like we were, you know, we we got each other. You didn't know that? I did not know that actually. Dan is from Pittsburgh. Shay actually spent time in Pittsburgh. Dude, Dan's mom would call us like she still talks to me on Facebook every now and again. It's crazy. Um, but like we're on stage doing our thing. We opened for them um at a show in Pittsburgh and. Dan had never met me in person. We always just talked on the phone. He's like, Andy, what's up? I'm like, how do you know what I look like? He goes, bro, I did my research. I'm like, okay. And Shay's singing, and I'm watching him, and Dan's like, talking to me. I'm like, brother, I love you. I love you. But I just want you to know that that man right there is the best vocalist I've ever been in a room with. And he goes, you're going to work with him every day, man. He's like, he's phenomenal those two click like you wouldn't believe either. Like, yeah. And then I, you know, I, I spent time talking to Dan and Dan is, he's a very good looking dude. Okay. I'm like, if I looked like him, <laughs> life would be easier. You know, but one of those people where you're yeah. just like, man, that's a, yep. you know, not that, I, not to be weird about it, but like, no, yeah, for
0: you know,
2: true. he's a very well put together human. Yeah. And I'm, he's also taller than me and everybody that's taller than me. I'm jealous <laughs> of you because I did not get, I didn't pull that straw. Yeah. Um, yeah. they were, They were such a class act that, like, it was – you literally felt blessed to be in the same place as them, and that's a rare find in country music. I also know that Dan produces all their stuff. My man spends every single aspect of his life – excuse me. My man spends every single hour of his life during a record being produced focused on that. I know that. I know that problem because I'm doing it. I know that part of the grind because I'm doing it. Yeah. I got more respect for him than anyone in the industry. Cause yeah. I I'm, not, I'm sure there's other artists that do it, but I know factually he's doing it and I know what it takes to produce a record. Most of these guys walk into a studio and they hear the product when it comes out. They don't touch it. They don't care. They're just, man, we're gonna go do our show and just have, you know, whatever income we have. Right. Yeah. The when music you're attached is wild. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more than wild yeah it's um it's a nightmare it really is it's a night because you're giving birth Is actually my wife compared it to that now i bet you since we had the baby she will not compare it to that <laughs> but she did at one point say that like it's like every single song is a baby like you're you're creating something it's not creating life yeah. but you're creating something you're starting something from nothing and turning it into something that you're hoping everybody can connect with yeah and you you the problem is, like, you know, making a baby, you don't really have control over that. The woman's body's doing whatever woman's body's doing, right? Yeah. Making a baby. I mean, you can obviously eat and, like, control its health, kind of, but you don't know what the baby's going to look like. You have no idea. Yeah. But you're going to love it the same, guaranteed. Yeah. Song? I have control. That's a dangerous world <laughs> to live in because you're like, yeah. well, you know, its hair could be a little bit better. <laughs> Chiseled jawline. Like, let's go with that. Um you know taller taller. (laughs) like like that's that's what you have control of in reality inside a song when you're producing it especially when you get to sit in the room and do it like i do with clint and clint lets me by the grace of god lets me kind of do what i want to do and i love working with him for that reason because i'm like hey let's do this (sighs) okay like he'll hate it but he does it and then when we get to this end result it's just every time we produce a song it's been really good um I've done that with a couple other producers that have done some songs. Um, it's just rare, I think, to have that opportunity to be able to sit there in Nashville because it costs so much money to do it. But yeah. if you A and B, our record, our new one, against anything that's come out of Nashville in the last, I don't know, five years, tell me if you hear the difference because it ain't going to be much. And it was done. Nobody knows this. That record was done in my basement. It was not done in a <laughs> studio. <Wow. laughs> really, That's crazy. <laughs>
0: That's badass.
2: In my basement, it never left my house. Now, mind you, my basement is very, it is by default. Like, I haven't put any work into it. It's a really good room for recording. Uh, a drop ceiling, it's low. Wood floors, like, and everything's concrete. Yeah. It's in the ground. So yeah. it's it's a very unique situation. Not many people get to do that. And not many people can make it sound like that out of their basement. That's Most cool. people were paying a lot of money to go to a studio and like, thank God, because I don't have money to put on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's just God's way of being like, hey, man, you can do this and you can keep doing it. Here's why.
0: Yeah.
1: I would so, have never
2: have thought that was out of your basement.
1: That's a hell of an album. <laughs>
2: no, would never would have thought that's out of your basement. Yeah, this was the first time I've probably told anybody that, too. So there's some there's some info for you guys to have. It's hey, cool. Awesome. Uh, cool. And I'll tell you this, uh, me and Clint were talking and I've talked with some of the band um, about maybe putting out another album before fall. Damn. Um, wow. it, well there was quite a few songs that didn't make it on this record and it wasn't because they weren't good enough to make the record it was because they weren't done and I had already put a release date on it so we had to do it. Um there's a song that will be coming out 100% um it's called Last of a Dying Breed. That was actually going to be the title track of the uh, of The River. Like oh. it was going to be called I had either Last of a Dying Breed or The River picked out. So the next album may by default be that because this song is sick. I love it. It's awesome. I see the video in my head. Like I can see the whole nine yards. We just can't get the music right. So it's taking <laughs> it's taking some time. Um, but I've never turned out two albums in one year either. So that's why I say that we have this other idea for fall. It might just yeah. work out because it might be another release party. Yeah. And if we can put out two albums in a year, that'd be that's, badass get ready world I'm excited. <laughs> like, yeah i'm excited i'm too yes it's just, it's time consuming that's the problem so it won't be there will not be the last album came out in 2020 uh blue collar came out in 2020 and i will uh i will never god willing take that long to put out a record again until i'm like you'll know my career is winding down when i'm not putting out records
0: yeah i, I can't
2: do it I, I can't not have a product because that's my product to sell is my record Um, for you, you have a six months to a year to sell that product. You can, if it's really good, sometimes get past that. Or if you have money to get it, national exposure or a record label pushing you, you can push it longer, but you can't really, um, you can't really get into this. You, you can't, you can't really break out unless you're really cranking out songs. So if we can put out two albums this year, I'm doing it. It's, it will happen if I have anything to do with it. Got to be able to afford it too. That's the other yeah. problem because you do. I do got to pay Clint first time. He <laughs> puts a lot of time into it. So,
0: um, any hobbies? Like I know you fish. Fishing is probably the biggest one.
2: Fishing's not a hobby anymore. Well, yeah. Fishing is my life outside of music. <laughs> um, so here's another cool story about why you should just chase every dream you think, and don't let anybody have somebody that supports you. My wife is that person for me. And I'm also blessed and have quite a few people around me that, that they're like, you can do that. Um, I also get a lot of people around me that are really close to me that tell me I can't do things. And being uh, opening a guide service was definitely a thing that people were like, that's not ever going to work. Well, it it has worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's worked pretty well, actually. Um, I, I would like to be able to have some more time to put into it. Um, we are clearly in the busy season for music now. Um, I think we play five or six weeks in a row um, right now. Really? Yeah. So we got we got shows, and then like the short break, and then like it's another three run, and like it's like just the whole way up until pretty much winter. Um, Thank God too, because I like working. Yeah. Um, guiding. uh, We were steelhead fishing last year, and I I don't know. It's just like I'm around people, and I'm just. I'm crushing fish by myself. I'm like, I guided when I was younger. Um, it didn't work for myself, worked for a company, and I won't mention their name, but um worked worked for them and was like, No, I wasn't guiding. The guiding to me was not what I was doing. I was teaching kids how to cast a <laughs> yeah. fly rod. I'm like, that's not being a guide. Yeah. You would be a guide, you want to like be out on the river and like catching and like that's what I thought I got hired for, was my knowledge of a certain river in this area. Yeah. I don't want to get sued over this one either. That's why I'm kind of walking around. <laughs> no, you're- um, they uh, they'd never used me for that river. I was oh, on ponds, Jesus. ponds teaching kids how to fly fish. I'm like, wow. why in the hell am I doing this? So, and I was young, like super young, and just whatever. I said, if I ever do this again, I'm doing it my way. When I was done with it and moved on, never thought I'd do it again. Well, you know, last year, um, two years now, um, we're we're steelhead fishing, and I looked at my buddy. I said you think if I started a guide service, it would work. And he's like, absolutely. I said, give me a reason why you think it would work. He goes, because you're you. Yeah. I went, that, That's not going to work for me. <laughs> he's like, but you don't stop. Like you don't quit. You all, you're persistent on everything you're doing. And I'm like, cool. Do you think it, do you think there's actually enough people that will pay to do this? Cause like there's startup costs with any business. I don't care if you're making boots or scissors or whatever it is. Um, straws. There's startup costs. You gotta you gotta weigh the pros and cons. Like, is it going to balance out? Is it going to pay itself back quick enough? Also, like, I'm a musician. I don't have a shitload of money. Like, I can't really go out of my lane too far. Yeah. Well, I went through. I got the I got my guide license again. Um, paid for it myself for the first time, which was interesting because it was 120 110 bucks. I forget what it is it's like a 100 bucks and i'm like oh that's not bad well then you look at the insurance policy Yeah, oh, <laughs> i'm like oh boy we're gonna have to make some money <laughs> and um then you have to get i C- i'm um, cpr certified too um you have to renew that i think every two years and i think it took me two months like once i started like okay i'm guiding i have my license now i gotta get clients like once i started I started fishing constantly, like every free second I had, I was going out. Uh, I was spending a lot of time on the Yak River, um, leading up to steelhead season. Now I'm a big center pinner, and my buddy Nick turned me to it a few years back, and I've like took it to a whole different level. And now I'm like I got six different rods and like all this stuff, and learning a new way to fish, learning a new way to, um, really understand how to have multiple options for people. Like not everybody wants to fly fish. Not everybody wants to spin fish center pinning. Have you guys ever heard of it? No. Okay. I'll have to show you what that is. But when I tell you it is the most effective way to fish, it's not it. it, I'm telling you the truth. That's crazy. It's drift fishing. Okay. It's, it's all, I'll explain it later. Those three ways gave me the opportunity to not just be a fly fishing guide because everybody that comes up, you know, doesn't want to do that. (laughs) You get this like weird thing in the guide world. Like, oh, you have to be a fly fishing guide. I'm like, I will outfish anybody with a fly rod (laughs) on any given Tuesday with whatever you put in my hand. I don't care if it's a fly rod, a nymphing rod, a center pin, a spay rod, a spinning rod, a bait caster. I don't care. And I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to like just say I'm a better fisherman. Yeah. I just know how to do it all because I've spent time on each one. And trust me, there's guys that will crush me. Um, fishing
0: do you do any tournaments or any nope no
2: nope never got into it don't hmm. do it don't care to i'm not in this to be a competitive fisherman i mean yeah. this to be an educational fisherman and being a guide there's one person and i will not mention their name that it would ju- apparently it just chapped their ass completely <laughs> that i that i'm a guide I'm like oh I'll, I'll, I'll fish him you know what he probably can't outfish me okay but i'm confident that i you, I've never fished with you or you no. or you or you or anyone else in this building, actually. Somebody in here can probably put it to me. That's cool. I don't, I'm not, you're not, you're not upsetting me by any means. Yeah. That's great. You can yeah. catch fish. You're not going to hire me. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm telling you. You're not going to hire me anyway. By the way, if you want to be a guide tomorrow, if you pay, you can do it you can do it anybody can do it you just have to pay to have your licensing and the insurances you can do whatever you want can you educate people how to catch fish do you have the patience to sit with somebody and teach them how to fish do you have the patience on a bad day where even you (laughs) couldn't catch the fish to sit there with said person and teach them how to catch fish and know that you have enough confidence that you're not going to leave them empty-handed that's the challenge and that particular person i don't think could do that but They also don't – they don't have the mindset of I'm going to make it. doesn't matter. So if I think I'm going to outfish everybody, that's cool. If I do it, even better. Yeah. But I just set myself up to know that, like, at the end of the day, I can tell you, hey, man, I suck. (laughs) I I didn't catch no fish today. The people that I look up to in fishing, in music, anything, they have bad days too. Yeah i mean i i fished with somebody this morning that is a very it has way more time on the earth than me might have <laughs> had, uh that knows a lot about fish and knows a lot about the river in which we were fishing he didn't land a, i think he landed one fish really i, think I did 12. oh wow shit. and you know one morning yeah you know yeah. on a day where the bite wasn't that good but there are days that like he's catching fish and I'm irritated. I'm like, Why? What am I doing? I'm doing the same thing, yep. I got the same thing, yep. it's all going. But at the same time, when I'm in guide mode, I'm none of that. I'm not the I can outfish you, and norm I'm really not that person anyway. But like, people that get that are like, I will outfish you. If you want to be competitive i can turn the competitive switch on really fast to yeah. the point you're going to be really upset yeah and then you're going to throw your shit in the river and i'm going to i'm going to grab it and i'm going to take it because i got clients that will use it you know yeah like, yeah that's what will happen um but i also have like four or five guys that i fish with i wouldn't want to be in a contest against them because yeah. if they turn their competitive switch on <laughs> it's it's gonna be wild you know yeah and we're talking about trout steelhead salmon we're not talking about bass if bass fishing do you bass fish anybody nobody's into that
1: before i've done it before yeah
2: if there's anybody out there listening and this hurts your feelings i'm sorry in advance you have to say that now you have to because (laughs) the people are fragile fragile people in this world absolutely um Bass fishing is for kids. Okay. I'm just going to say it. You can catch a bass at four years old in a puddle. Okay. That's not fishing. You see, these got hundreds of thousands of dollars in these $400,000 boat, $150,000 truck, $600,000 worth of equipment, live wells, fancy freaking shirts and stuff. And that for a bass yep. <laughs> I'm yep. like, i quit bass fishing at six because it was too easy yep. they're bass they not eat anything yeah wood bobber night crawler bass every time i'll yep. take you to right now we can leave here go to a pond five minutes down the road we'll catch a bass guarantee it, it wasn't i don't know that's just i never understood why my side of fishing doesn't get the attention and you do in the fly world but like there's like you know the the we're fly fishermen people like and yeah i can't yeah. i don't like that either i'm not good with those people You're i'm right. like mm, you know everything about fishing right and then i stand next to them with a center pin and they're like what are you using <laughs> $375 i'll tell yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah it. yeah yeah you, you um you have weird people in fishing but that was a hobby that turned into something more and when he said you know go for it Uh, I think I talked to him two or three weeks ago, and he's like, I can't believe you are taking clients. I have weekly clients now. Thank God, too, because, like, dude, weekly clients, they go, like, (coughs) excuse me. You're good. Allergies Um, or COVID. No, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Um, Actually, that's a good time to stop for right now.